Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we'd get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Adam Cleary from What Culture Football to look ahead to all of this weekend's fixtures. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Adam Cleary to look ahead to the weekend's fixtures. Um, it's coming thick and fast, this conclusion to the Premier League season. Uh, how are you enjoying it? It's too much. I don't like it anymore. It was great when it came back. And now, no, it's too much. Too much football. I get, like, two weeks ago, I was dead excited. Like, oh, we see what's on telly tonight. Oh, that's good. And now it's like, oh, there's four more games. <laughs> I've got to do my fantasy league team every 18 hours. It's just, oh, no, it's too much. I've, all, I've come full circle on a lot of it, to be honest. I was delighted it came back. Uh, actually, no, sorry, I've come full circle because I didn't want it to come back at all. I thought it was terrible and we shouldn't be bringing sports back and it doesn't need to be done. Just end the season. Nobody cares. Then I was delighted it came back, really enjoyed it. And now I've totally burnt out. It's mm. like I got excited because it was going to be like having a World Cup or a summer tournament because you've just got games after games after games and they're spread all over the day and they're all watchable. But then I realized after about two weeks, aside from like three teams going for a Champions League place and Bournemouth, will they, won't they go down? Nothing's actually happening. It's just a lot of teams that can't really be bothered, haven't got a whole lot to play for, but are just turning up. I think I've watched too much Spurs is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> well, yes, we're going to get on to Spurs in, in due course. I suppose Newcastle, being a Newcastle fan, are they're kind of the perfect microcosm of all this. They currently sit 13th. They've had some good results. They've dropped points where they maybe shouldn't have. Um, I, I look at the Premier League table now and think, is that it pretty much decided, aside from maybe Man United and Leicester switching places? Liverpool yeah. top, City second, Chelsea, Leicester, United, and then the bottom three, Bournemouth, Villa and Norwich. Is it all done? Uh, I think, sadly, I don't know if you can hear my doorbell going off there. I'm going to leave it. It can't be important. Um, I think, aside from a miraculous example of West Ham United literally sticking their fingers down their throat and managing to get relegated. I think the bottom three have pretty much decided. I think Liverpool have probably got the title wrapped up <laughs> at this point. I uh, can't see anybody getting too much closer to them. Uh, City will finish second, but we'll probably find out today, is it, with the court case, whether or not. Mm. Uh, I think that's the most interesting thing left in the season is going to be this Man City case, because if, as we suspect, they're going to be told they're not allowed in the Champions League next season, we'll know precisely what it's going to take to qualify for Europe next season. And all of a sudden that opens up Sheffield United, uh, Wolves, even Burnley are in with a shout, depending on how 
uh, five got to get up. So I think there's going to be some interesting machinations with who's going to get in the Champions League and who's going to get in the Europe. But it does look to me definitely like the teams who you would most enjoy an implosion from are on the verge of an implosion. <laughs> uh, we'll get into all the matches in due course. We should start with the biggest game of the weekend, that being the North London derby taking place at 4.30pm on Sunday afternoon. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Uh, having said that, it, I, I, I want to say this is a crucial, in my eyes, North London derby, despite the fact neither team really has anything to play for, um, sitting eighth and ninth. And yeah, I think the, the gap between them and the top five, four, five, as we said, is, is too much. Uh, and yet, for both teams looking ahead to next season, they both are going to want, the, want to win this. And I mean, Tottenham were dreadful against Bournemouth. Mate, mate, have I got some stats for you? Have I got some stats for you? Um, this is the first North London derby ever where it's both managers' first North London derby. Wow. Wow. Actually, is it ever? It might just be. In, certainly in recent memory. It might just be like Premier League year or something like that. And also, it's the first time since about 1995. It's the first, well, the second North London derby of the season where neither team is in the top six. Really? Stats. Stat attack. It's back. Um, uh, some other ones did, later when you bring up Man United. Well, didn't you also mention uh, in our, in our little football chat at work uh, about the stats from the Bournemouth top? Yeah, game? I was going to leave that until we started talking about Manchester United. But this is the first time since 2015 in the championship against Middlesbrough that Bournemouth played a team that didn't manage to get a shot on target off against them, which is just disastrous and if you're looking for reasons why Tottenham have gone from being like the second best team in the country Champions League finalists scoring goals for fun to just a really awful just completely disconnected vastly crumbling football team there is another stat that Manchester United have just become the first team in Premier League history to win four consecutive games by three or more so I can't think what Manchester United might have stopped doing the Tottenham have <laughs> recently begun to do i can't i feel like there's a lesson in there somewhere i just can't quite piece the two together yeah it's i'm sure the people can let us know in the comments what they think might be the issue here um this is a big game though for both sides almost looking ahead to next season sort of setting out the stall of what they want to achieve because you know arsenal they came back from the break and they had a torrid time of it um, despite the fact that we talked about when the, the league was returned, the fact that if Tottenham and Arsenal can string some results together, they could potentially be in and around that sort of top five, top six sort of area. Um, how do you see this one going, considering Mourinho's track record against like Arsenal, or mm. particularly Wenger, I suppose? Um, but this is, like you say, this is a, a whole new playing field with, with Arteta in charge of Arsenal, with Mourinho in charge of Tottenham, and with the way the two teams have been playing recently. Yeah, it's a weird one, this. Like, Arsenal were the only team unbeaten in 2020 until David Luiz happened at Manchester City. And Tottenham just have not looked capable of really getting anything going. They've been, weirdly, and again, this I don't know where we've heard this before, they've been quite solid at the back. I think they've only conceded one goal since we came back from the restart, but they're just, they're just not scoring at the minute. And it's... I, I really do like this Arteta Arsenal. Um, I think that they've got good results in them. This, this, they've drawn a lot of games that they would have lost under Emery. And I think Arteta is just finally starting to get them to that place where they're starting to win games that they maybe would have drawn. I think, what is it now, eight points between Arsenal and Man United, who are in fifth? I think it's probably a big ask for them to overcome that now with only four games left. But Wolves on 52, Sheffield United on 51, Arsenal on 50. 
Uh, Tottenham on 49, Burnley on 49 as well. That last, that Europa League place is certainly going to be interesting. Um, I think if there's if there's some kind of bizarre concoction to get your Champions League place in six this year because of the winner of the Europa League or something like that, then that could be fascinating. But I think maybe with Man United <laughs> stuffing Aston Villa last night, the only 3-0 I've ever seen that could have been an eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty much... There's not as much riding on this for Tottenham or Arsenal as I think they maybe think there is. Wolves and Sheffield United look way better contenders mm. to get that Europa League place at the minute. So to see both of them drop out with that would be astonishing. Astonishing. There is the case, though, uh, and I had to double, double check this by Googling it, of St. Totteringham's Day returning. Which is, What's uh, that, Wilborn? That's the day when Arsenal fans celebrate the fact that Tottenham can no longer catch Arsenal in the league. Uh, it's not been celebrated for a while. Um, and yet, I can see Arsenal emerging victorious from this game and potentially celebrating St. Totteringham's Day by the end of the season. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's awesome. When's the parade? <laughs> I, just, I, don't know, I, always, I always remember that Paul Merson thing where they were debating um, like Pochettino's success at Tottenham and he just stopped and said, well, what success? Like They've got much better league positions and stuff and they're a far better side to watch, but their inability to convert... Basically, you know, accelerating themselves from a upper mid-table side with aspirations of Europe to comfortably the second or third best side in the country for a number of seasons under Pochettino didn't translate into any kind of tangible success. And I think if it does genuinely come down to Arsenal and Tottenham for that last Europa League place, one, it's a damning indictment of how quickly those two clubs have slid from their, their previous positions in record Mourinho time by Tottenham standards. Um, it's just... I don't. I just kind of feel like I'm really going in on Jose Mourinho here, but he did manage to get that Tottenham job because he convinced the Spurs board that they actually had a really good squad. They actually had like one of the best squads in the country. They just weren't playing as well as they could. And now, obviously, in the press, it's like, oh, the players are terrible. What do you want me to do? They suck. It's just he does it every time now. <laughs> I'm really impressed with it. I also don't understand how you can look at a squad with Kane, Son, Mora. Uh... Bergvine, Larice, like, and say, "Oh, it's bad, bad team, isn't it?" It's not Remember a bad Deli team. Yeah, the alley, yeah. But I mean, I, I was guilty of it. I brought in Lucas Morris to my fantasy team this week because I thought well, it was Bournemouth. They're obviously going to get Son, Captain yeah. Son. Ridiculous. We're, we're never going to catch you in at this rate. It's outrageous. He's back up to hundred points now. We've got him down to sixty. Have you got any like? Things you can play still. I think I've only got I've like. Got, I've got two of my chips. I know this isn't. I know this isn't the fantasy. I've got. Uh, I've got my triple. No, I've, I've got my bench boost and my triple captain chip still to play. Well, there's so, so you... much rotation. There's so much rotation. How can you get us oh, no. next year? Next year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott, uh, score prediction for Tottenham and Arsenal. We look at the form. It should be a very low-scoring affair, but the one plus point I will say to Jose Mourinho's entire existence is he does tend to go on these awful, uninspiring runs, but then actually have a really good plan lined up for the big game. So I expect <laughs> Housery a plenty and hopefully a couple of goals because they both need to attack in this game. I would like to say it'll be a red card and a 2-2. Good. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go even more mad just for the sake of it. For all, let's have a replay of when uh, when Arsenal went four 0 up or whatever it was. It just looked like they were going to smash them, and then Aaron Lennon popped up at the end uh, with that equaliser. All those years ago, when David Bentley scored an absolute screamer as well. Um... Ready to pop the question. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk about Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Uh, another big game in the top half of the table on Saturday afternoon. Um, do you think Sheffield United are, are just sort of satisfied with? I mean, they got a you know decent last minute winner uh, just the other day. Are they satisfied with their position now, or they, will they still have aspirations to get into Europe? Do you think? Yeah, I think the Sheffield United thing's a shame because they were well in contention for a top four place at one spot going into the. Um... Going into the restart, it's it, they've really not picked it up quite as well as they would have wanted to coming back. And I think there's a lot to be said for the momentum they had at the start of the season and how teams really didn't have a clue how to play against them and how they built on that and just managed to pick up result after result after result. They were defensively so good. Um, but as ever, twice this season, came up against Steve Bruce's tricky magpies, uh, came a cropper, you might say, and haven't really picked up um, since then. I think it'd be a huge shame a huge shame if either them or Wolves after the season they've had end up getting overtaken by Arsenal and Tottenham purely down to the fact that those two teams have, you know, better resources, more depth on their bench, can better make use of the five subs. Um, it'd be a massive shame. Four games left, though, and they've only got, I think Wolves have got two points on Arsenal, Sheffield United have got one point. It'd be, it'd be a shame, but a fairly wet, fast climax to this <laughs> for how exciting it's been. And for Chelsea... This is a real tester in terms of them. You know, we've seen them be able to get results against like Man City, for example, and then drop points against other teams, West Ham being the perfect example of that. This is a big game for them. Yeah, um, I think you look at Chelsea and Man United to an extent. You can see two teams there really laying the groundwork for next season. Um, I don't think Chelsea are in any danger of dropping out of the European places. Manchester United have just about clawed themselves in there. But that was their task coming back from the restart. But you can see a lot of the groundwork being laid. Like Mason Greenwood's been fantastic for Man United. But I honestly don't think he'd be getting as much game time if we were in the regular season. Um, he would certainly be getting minutes, certainly be getting on the pitch. But I don't quite know if he would be being afforded the level of opportunity he's getting here. And Chelsea have been doing that all season. You know, they've had circumstances that's forced them to blood a lot of younger players, to bring a lot of lone players back. And you can see Lampard now sort of trying to put things in motion for next season, trying to experiment with different ways of playing. Like, it's 
it's a big game for them, but I think they've done the hard miles already. I think a defeat here wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, Leicester might jump above them, which wouldn't be a terrible thing. Again, it's going to come down to this Manchester City um, situation. If they are mm. taken out of the next year's Champions League, then they've kind of got to start watching themselves because Chelsea, Leicester and Man United, one of them is going to finish fifth which should be enough for the Champions League, but by some bizarre, completely above-board decision <laughs> made by UEFA, it might not be. So, yeah, I think it all looks set in stone in that top five, if indeed the top five is the Champions League places, but I'd just be cautious if I was Chelsea in this this case. Uh, let's run through some of the other games uh, before we get to the six-pointer, the relegation battle games that are so important for the teams down there. Watford, Newcastle, confident of a result there? Uh, I think Watford stay up if they can get one more win by the looks of it. I think with Bournemouth really struggling, they're on 28 now, Villa on 27. I can't see any team getting more than 34 points. That should be enough to stay up. Watford got a great result um, uh, the other week. And I think if they beat Newcastle, who get looked spent against Manchester City, they're always going to look out at their depth. But they looked absolutely spent. Like the the players they rely upon for creativity just just weren't there um and the those that came in didn't really cover themselves in glory there wasn't a lot of a lot of running done by some of the players you'd hope were trying to make an impression so i think watford have got a great chance at home here to really solidify the fact they'll be staying up uh next season uh really niche content this but i'm gonna ask it anyway uh, you and i when things were normal uh you introduced me to your saturday morning routine of getting up Going to get a Greg sausage roll, sitting down, watching football focus uh, and then enjoying the, enjoying the day's football. Not only can you do that this weekend, but will you be doing it watching the free to air game, Watford versus Newcastle? Nice, nice, nice. That four free to air games over the weekend. So you've got to tightly twisted. What I don't just get up, go have a sausage roll and then watch football focus. You've got to get up early on the Saturday and get all your stuff done. So right. That's the, that's the big shop. That's the trip to like... If you've got to go into town to do a job, you've got to get that done. Get in at the bank, get your haircut. All got to be done before football focus starts. And then you've blown Saturday wide open. Now, of course, current circumstances mean that hasn't happened for a very, very, very long time. And by current circumstances, I mean having a girlfriend, not the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you can get all that in, that's that's good. This is the thing. I have all the sports packages in this house because I am a sad, sad man. So the free-to-air game is nice. But, meh. <laughs> uh, also this weekend, Wolves versus Everton on uh, Sunday lunchtime. Bournemouth versus Leicester uh, Sunday evening. And Monday night, Man United versus Southampton. Good games. Uh, let's talk about these relegation six-pointers. Then you alluded uh, to it there. Sorry, sorry, the- just, I just, uh, sorry. Good. can we really throw around terms like good games at the minute? There have been precious few good games. Like that Tottenham-Everton yeah. one in the week, that might be... One of the worst games of football I have ever seen in my. There was a go- there was an own goal, then a fight, and then the full time whistle, and that was that was it. That was it. Mm. I, I, I to be fair, you, you hit the nail on the head there. The amount of times I've been like, yes, football is back. This is how I'm spending my evening. I'm gonna sit down and I'll watch this game, and then about ten minutes in, I'm just like on my phone, and then suddenly go, oh, it's a goal. There we go. Just completely clueless. I had one. Um, I can't remember what game it was, but I had it on, and then about fifteen minutes, and I went. Oh, I haven't got the crowd noise on. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, let's talk about these six pointers then. Uh, you mentioned Watford there against Newcastle. Big game Saturday lunchtime for West Ham away at Norwich. Uh, they've got some decent results. There's a bit of a gap developing uh, down towards the bottom three. Uh, a win for West Ham could potentially take them 
very close to safety, a bit like Watford. Yeah, I would say if the 34-point threshold is going to keep teams up, because if you look at the goal difference as well for a West Ham and a Watford, um, getting a six-point gap on Bournemouth is effectively them needing two wins and another draw on top of that out of the last four games. Um, West Ham, like, this is the difference between a West Ham and a team like Bournemouth is if you look at Bournemouth, they're struggling because they're playing at about the level of... Not, Eddie Howe tends to get more than the sum of that team's parts out of what they do. Same with Sean Dice at Burnley. Whereas West Ham, like, they had something like nearly £100 million of substitutes against Burnley during the week and still got beat. Like, they are not playing anywhere near the level they should be. So you look at a team like Norwich, who, don't forget, go down if they don't win here. This is after mm. them, first team relegated if they can't get a result. I wouldn't be surprised at all, you know, if Norwich gets something from this. Like, I'd be, I'd be astonished if it's a win, but I think West Ham are going to really... They'll look at that game and think, oh, here it is, playing bottom of the league, the one team cut adrift, this is where we stop up. But there's just there's not the application or effort or anything um, uh, from that from that side at the minute. So to see them drop points here wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. And if a Bournemouth or a Villa can pick up a win at the week... And all of a sudden, you mentioned Bournemouth and Villa there. Uh, Villa at home against Crystal Palace, Bournemouth at home against Leicester on Sunday. Uh, I can't help but watch Bournemouth and Villa play and just feel like, and this is very, very much from a neutral perspective, they are playing like teams that are going to get relegated. Yeah, Villa last night against Manchester United were really good up until the goal, in fairness. They looked lively, they looked at it, but as soon as that goal went in, I can't remember the last time I've seen a team just crumple and just give up that quickly. Like there was all this talk about Jack Grealish. This is a great, you know, advertisement for potential future employers. He was really off it. Like I think it's all well and good when you're a talented young player and you end up at a team like Villa where you're guaranteed games and you're guaranteed responsibility because it teaches you a lot about, you know, how to be a footballer. But it also possibly doesn't even doesn't quite instill a level of discipline in you that you need to play for those top teams. Like he was wandering so far out of the positions where he could actually hurt sides. He was coming too deep to collect the ball. He was wandering off. His shoulders were slumping where, you know, if he was playing for a bigger side, he wouldn't have that much responsibility on him. There wouldn't be that much onus on him to go and drag them out of this. So it's a shame. I mean, well, I, say, I, I mean, it's a, it's a shame if you're an Aston Villa fan. It's not exactly a shame if you're a West Ham or a Watford fan. But yeah, I think... Villa, Bournemouth, they look like they maybe don't have the tools to get out of this is the thing. Like West Ham, for example, are playing well below themselves, but they've got players who, even if they're not playing well, can get them out of this. Whereas Bournemouth need everybody to pull together and Aston Villa need everybody to really book their ideas up to get anything. So ah, it's, it's, it's hard this because... You can't. I don't really feel wild about just laughing and joking about relegation this season because we don't know what the financial impacts mm. of teams are going to be next season. And it could be whenever a team goes down, they have to downsize. You know, backroom staff, like uh, admin staff, things like that. We don't know how severe that's going to be. And that's going to end up being um, next season with everything that's going on. So it's a real shame for whoever goes down. Not be a shame for the players. But be a shame for everybody connected with the club, with the fan bases, for the employees and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you don't really want to see anyone go down this year, um, even Aston Villa. 
<laughs> you can see, yeah, uh, Leicester, Jamie Vardy just having fun against that Bournemouth back line and Palace. Yeah, that strikes me as a game that Palace could easily emerge with a 1-0 victory or something there. And I think uh, supporting teams like you and I do, mine slightly more than yours, that have tasted relegation recently, um, the noises I hear from all the Villa fans that I know, having lived in Birmingham for quite a few years, they're having the, those age-old arguments that you always have when your team's in and around there about how to fix this team. And we need to play this formation or these players need to be picked ahead of these players. And it is four games to go. It's You need to be just saying like, this is our starting 11 and this is just, we just need to go out there and perform at our best rather than infighting and deciding that we need to shake up the system with, with four games to go. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, there's often a, a lot of teams do tend to find a, a more effective formula going into the last few games, but it's always a case of, I always get that expression wrong. What is it? You bolt the horse after the door's fallen over or something like that. <laughs> Uh, sh- sh- closing the stable door after the after horse is bolted. Bolt- no, you don't bolt the horse, that would be horrible. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you do tend to fight, like, look at Bournemouth last night. They played, you know, they looked like the worst side Newcastle had faced all season when they turned up the other week, but they were genuinely better than Spurs in every department last night and should have picked up three points were it not for, like, oh, if Josh King shaves his arms, like, Bournemouth <laughs> are on, like, 30 points now or something. It's it's insane. Like they look like with Callum Wilson coming back, that like they've got there's there's something there. Like they met, they might finally have a bit of a formula. But like going on a run of like what was it, three wins in twenty two games in the middle of the season, you just you know you're gonna go down with that kind of form. There's nothing you can do about it. It all went wrong for them the moment I put Rico in my fantasy team at the start of the season. Ever, yeah, ever since like, then. Apologise to Dominic Calvert Lewin by the way. Had him in at the start. I was convinced it was going to be his year. Didn't do anything for six games, so I took him out. Then went on to be like one of the season's best strikers. When we came back after the restart, I, took him, I put him back in again. So, sorry, pal. <laughs> uh, Everton away at Wolves on Saturday, uh, Sunday lunchtime even, uh, as we mentioned there. There's also Brighton versus Man City. One game we haven't mentioned, though, uh, Saturday, 3pm, Liverpool versus Burnley. I know how much you adore talking about this Liverpool side. Um are they going to be record breakers or are they just going to be... Uh, they've got to play Arsenal and Chelsea. They need what? How many points do they need to, to break the record? They need... Two wins and a draw, I think, from the last four. Yes. Uh, this is, I've seen a lot of talk about this with the records and stuff. And I'm just... Is it that interesting? Like, I mean, we know Man City had this previous record, but only because it's from the previous season and it's been talked about a lot and they're very much direct rivals. But I don't know... Like how important stuff like this is like record points total, yeah, sure. That's something that you can hold up forever in the Premier League. But all the stuff about most wins at home or longest this and longest that, I'm not totally sure like how relevant that even is to Liverpool fans, for example. Like if you said them at the start of the season you could break all these records, be gone of the league, I don't think they would have been like, Oh, but the records you say, oh that lasts a lifetime. You only get to raise the trophy once. Um <laughs> like even things like the golden boot. I think there's been a lot of talk about who's going to finish the top scorer this season. I'm not sure I could name you that many top scorers from previous seasons. Uh, I just, I, I like, I don't. It's interesting and it's nice to talk about in hindsight. It's nice to compare to and pull up all the stats and whatnot. But I think this talk about like this Liverpool side will go down in history as one of the best, most exciting to watch, dangerous attacking sides in world footballing history. I don't think they need stats and statistics <laughs> to back that up. Like it's, it's plainly obvious. Um, so to answer your question, yes, I do think they'll be record breakers, but I don't know who'll remember that. My uh, my favourite thing about all this, there are ninety two points right now, so they'd need eight points to match Liverpool uh, to match Man City's record, nine points to break it, of course. Um, 
which would suggest, you know, you could lose the game, for example, against Chelsea and still win it. What I'd like is for Liverpool to win uh, against, who are they playing? Did I just say? Liverpool to win against Burnley, to win against Arsenal, to lose against Chelsea. And on the final game of the season, all they have to do, Adam Cleary, is beat Newcastle. <laughs> oh God! And I'm sure yeah. you'll you'll you'd be lovely to you, and if they just bottled it on the final day against Newcastle, Ben Taleb closing in. <laughs> That's a Joe Linton hat trick on the final day. Oh, what a, what a time that would be! But yes, regardless, Liverpool will no doubt be uh, history makers. Regardless, but do let us know your thoughts uh, ahead of this weekend's matches in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed today on Twitter at What Culture FC. Or actually, there you can follow both of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary, C L E R Y. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But now, this has been the Premier League preview. My thanks to Adam Cleary. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.